From Vistio, this is recorded for Quality Assurance. A show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Well, hello and welcome to CXQA Live, the home of the agent-centric contact center philosophy. We talk about on the show every week, which we do at noon Eastern every Tuesday, we talk about how agents with the right training tools and connection with your company will be a revenue growth and protection center for your business or brand. They're going to be the best diagnostic tool that you can have for your business. They're going to ensure that your customers are satisfied and connected. They're going to produce more and better work, and they're going to want to stick around and contribute to the long-term success of your company. And we call that the agent-centric contact center philosophy. So today on the show, we're joined by a very special guest, Aishali Dialani, and she is a CX analyst at Kenobos Consulting, and we're really glad to have you on the show. I We got to interact largely because you found us through this show and you were interested in what we were doing. So, you know, we've had a couple conversations and, you know, you're passionate about creating standardized human-centered experiences in CX, integrating emotions into the world of technology, driving business growth in a global mindset. But you also have this passion to make a difference in general, right? And you've got IT background, you've got operations background, you've got multiple verticals that you've done work in, always keeping the customer at the core of all the decisions. And honestly, I'm just thrilled that you're on the show. We have a very, very fun conversation to have today. So welcome to the show, Vaishali. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. That's such a lovely introduction. And I'm super, super excited to be here. Yeah. So we're going to talk about something I don't know that I've ever heard discussed in a public setting. And that is, well, the reality is that there's a large portion of the global CX operation that has cross-cultural implications, right? Where, you know, one culture is serving another culture in customer service interactions, right? And so specifically, we're going to talk about the cultural considerations between East and West in CX. So, you know, this is a unique conversation you know, Eastern societies, which we would define as those that are typically from the Middle East eastward, right? And those in the West, which are typically defined as from the Middle East westward, have many similarities, but there are also key differences regarding worldview and language and societal expectations. And these dynamics all come to bear on the way that those members of those societies take care of one another in business engagements. And so the more the economy has become global, the more these kinds of issues are impacting you know, people's lives, but they're impacting business. And I think it's interesting between the two of us, you know, you are of an Eastern origin and I'm of a Western origin. So we speak the same CX language. We, we both speak English, but we are uh, even in ourselves, between just the two of us bringing some different cultural and ethnic dynamics to the conversation. So I'm really excited about this one. I know me too. And I think it's so amazing because we both 
on this call actually have a representative from each side so it's going to be a fun conversation to have today yeah absolutely so you know we obviously we we've talked about this leading up to today but we agree you and i that there is a gap in customer experience that is caused because the expectation of experience and perception of experience is always a rub right there's always a tension there and that's true no matter whether there's a cross-cultural dynamic or not you know the the best cx leaders are always looking to bridge that gap between experience expectation and then the perceived experience that the customer is actually having with the brand and so when we talk about this cultural disconnect that exists there it's kind of like a multiplier of all those variables that already exist in that gap that i just described so some of those cultural disconnects would include language would include tone and inflection not just the technical use of the language the expressive or emotive or empathetic dynamics right even accent some <laughs> cultural disconnects that maybe are a little bit deeper worldview assumptions you know if you're dealing with a brand that has a, a privacy aspect to the business that they engage with different cultures think very difficult differently about privacy right the the role of the individual in society is very different in east versus west right and then you know to go an, another you know maybe slightly uncomfortable layer here ethnocentrism is a factor here because yeah. you know it's not uncommon for all of us to have thoughts that our society our ethnicity our assumptions about the world are are right we all have that tendency in us right and so with those dynamics being what they are these are variables in a cross cultural cx engagement that multiply the already existing variables and so when we talk about that reality i don't know that all companies are really recognizing this right you know maybe you could share some thoughts about that yeah no i absolutely agree with you there is so much there are a lot of intangible cultural differences i think that cannot be seen but it's just because of the orientation and the you know the way they have grown up at different sides of the world that it's extremely different you know there is looking at it from an organizational point of view you know brands that are actually based in the west and have call centers and operations in the east um are somehow offering different experiences to people at different phases of their customer journeys so if they're buying a product in the west you still have this whole look feel tone of voice of what the west product would be but the minute they're calling the call center or they have some kind of problem and you know they are connected with anyone in the east there is a gap there is a clear gap in the kind of customer experience the person receives and they can the customer can no longer resonate the brand to the west anymore because they've had a different experience and i think there's a there is a disconnect unfortunately in the kind of servicing that the that the customers receive yeah very well said it's not something that is really anybody's fault no right you know no one's doing anything wrong in this scenario it's merely just a consequence of the globalization of the economy and the ability and business desire to bridge geographical areas in you know a business model or a business design and and i think the way that you framed it is really good because let's say 
I'm interacting with a brand who presents itself to Western people as Western. And then suddenly you call the 1-800 number and you're speaking with someone that you're having trouble understanding. Right. Yeah. And, and who does not resonate with your experience that you've had with the brand so far, it's somewhat disorienting potentially. Yeah. Right. But that certainly isn't that agent's fault. No, not at all. Right. So, no. but, it, but there, but the, you know, let's say the, the, the customer then leaves a negative review or gets a negative CSAT metric back towards the agent. Now the agent's being coached or held accountable, or you have a scenario where businesses just accept less than ideal customer experiences mm -hmm. because of the cost benefit of using, you know, overseas call centers to accomplish the task. And, and then you, you have this de-evolution of the brand promise and you have all these other things that kind of can cascade <laughs> from there. Right. True. Absolutely. It's crazy. And I think now I still feel maybe 10 to 15% of organizations have started to realize the impact of this. And especially because customer experience is now at the forefront of, you know, any organization, they're thinking about their customers. The lens is now focused from like core marketing to like, what are we offering the customers? What's the holistic experience like? Organizations have now started to do that in a way that they want to be able to have proper policies in place, you know, to be able to deliver the right experiences, have proper training sessions in place for the East and the West collaboratively, and actually have a lot of training and testing with both sides of the world to make sure that what kind of tone of voice do I want to put out as a brand? What am I catering to? Who is my audience exactly? Am I only forever going to cater to the West audience? Do I ever want to tap into the East? These are questions that are much more at a, have to be addressed at a much more strategic level for any organization. No, 100%. And the goal, and this is really attached to one of your deep whys, Vishali, which is one of the reasons that having you talk about this with me is so important. And that is to figure out how to standardize a level of cross-cultural understanding mm -hmm. within the service organization of the people that they are serving and, and, and understanding and then being able to measure the outcomes because of an improved understanding at scale is really tricky to do. Right. And especially if you know, you you said you think ten or fifteen percent of brands are starting to really do this. Well, what about the other eighty-five? Right. I think when it comes to the other eighty-five, there is still a lot of self-awareness that is lacking at different levels of the organization, at different hierarchical levels. And I say that because you need a lot of buy-in from diverse stakeholders to be able to implement and have proper CX policies in place to address this. Uh, it's you know easier said than done when I'm when I'm saying that we want to be able to train the people in the east or have policies in place, but you need to first identify that there is a problem. What organizations don't do is identify a there's a problem and b that that problem resonates and is fallen without within the CX space rather than an operational problem or a call center problem per se. Being able to understand that CX is extremely experience is more than anything important and that is a, is a mindset shift that organizations at different levels and different hierarchical levels have to take to be able to say you know what i'm going to now then take steps towards working towards you know listening to my frontline workers i'm going to review the policies and i'm going to do all these things in place to identify that there is a problem no 100% and i think one of the things that you said I want to just pull out for a second before we move forward with the other things we want to answer, talk about today, is understanding the perspective 
of the frontline agents, not just pure metrics, right? Yeah. Now, we've talked about it on the show here. We believe that there should be, and we're trying to help put in place a metric that takes into account a much more deep and meaningful viewpoint of the agent that helps executive leaders to measure those things in a meaningful way. But even if that takes off and works out great, you still have to go listen to the agent yeah. and and literally make a, a human to human connection. So at every stage of the customer experience behind the curtain is humans who need to listen to and understand other humans well, right? And this is where the cultural variables are, you know, multipliers of the already existing variables. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, dealing with, you know, somebody in your own town with all the same cultural presuppositions and ethnic expressions and all of that, if they don't have the mindset to try to understand the person they're serving, they're going to have difficulty as well. And so when when you say experience is a mindset shift, and I love Jacob put that quote in the chat for everybody, like that, sink your teeth into that. Yeah. Right? It doesn't really matter if we're talking about cross-cultural or not. It's still true. And it's just something that really has to be understood at a very top level from an organizational standpoint and then built into the way the business is run. A couple of weeks ago, we we had Martin Anderson from Lemon on the show. And, you know, Martin talks about the way that he actually tries to encourage every member of his team as a BPO to live out the values and cultural priorities of the company. Mm. And so here's one, right? If we think of experience that your customer is going to be having as something that requires a shared mindset, a shared commitment. That's every member of the organization. It starts with the CEO and it either goes throughout the organization or it doesn't, right? Sorry, but I was just going to say, just to add on one more point, I definitely agree that the decision makers have to get the buy-in, but it can start at the basic, at the lowest level too. I think there needs to be internal knowledge of CX and to be able to build that up at different levels of the organization slowly and steadily for sure. Oh, that's a really good point. And I think this is a conversation that we should have as well, because oftentimes when there are problems in the call center, you know, the leaders blame, blame the agents and the agents blame the leaders and nobody looks around the room and says, it's us together. Correct. Right. And sort of, sort of multiplied in many cases by the fact that agents are expected to have high turnover in a lot of cases. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of variables here. There's a lot of chicken or the egg going on, right? But at the same time, having a deeper conversation about these deeper issues, hopefully will begin to put the conversation in a different light. It's not about who's to blame. It's not yeah. about everyone saying the other person needs to be the first one to act. For all of us to just take ownership over our part in the process and our role in the experience is, is really critical. So I want to change gears just a little bit. I want to do a little thought experiment with you here. Hypothetical thought experiment. I haven't done one of these really on the show, but as I was thinking about a way of getting our hands around and our minds around this set of issues, imagine that there are two call centers, right? One is culturally homogeneous to the customer base and one is not. So, you know, the customer base is the continental United States and one call center is in Kentucky and the other is in India, right? So same customer base and you have two different cultural expressions, ethnic expressions 
just as the baseline in two separate call centers. So both call centers handle the same exact call types from the same customer base. The only thing that is different between the two call centers is that they're located in different places and therefore have people of different cultural realities that are staffing those call centers and interacting with customers. Now, one of the call types that this call center deals with is delivering a policy that customers do not like. And most brands do have one or two or five policies that their customer doesn't like, right? It's one of those boundaries of dealing with customers as a brand. You have to have some policies in place to protect your business interests. You know, and then we could go off on the tangent of, is the customer always right? We're not going to do that. But the question is this, will there be a difference in the CSAT or customer satisfaction metric or related metrics in the satisfaction on those that same call type, same customer base, different call center, and the main difference is that geographic and cultural difference. Will there be a difference, in your opinion, Vaishali, in the CSAT metric between the two call centers? Yeah, absolutely. There will be 100%. And I think I start this by saying because your expectation, you need to have either a collaborative aligned matrix that works for both. You can't just expect to have one that works in the West very well. And then it's just replicated on the East. And it's just supposed you're expecting the same outcome from that. That's not how it's going to work because the first thing is that that's what the customers were not expecting. The customer is not expecting to speak to an, an Asian call center agent. That was, and that's when your CSAT score already reduces because you've not met the customer's basic expectation, right? The matrix will affect. There's a lot of unknownness because if the customer, if the agent does not have clarity on the customer's problem, cannot understand their accent, is not well-trained, there's a lot that goes on at the moment that agent is on call that is intangible in nature. And unfortunately, it comes down to the agent to be blamed because of how the call was recorded, or I don't know which matrix, different matrix that different organizations use. So stakeholders at different levels kind of struggle to understand this kind of reality, right? And that's why I think CX people come in really well because we're like the bridge builders there. We facilitate both sides of the parties. We understand what the problem is, are able to connect our perspectives in place and say, you know what, I understand where you're coming from. Why don't I listen to the call? Let's evaluate a couple of calls and see what exactly the pain point was. When did the when did we lose the customer's uh, expectation? You know, different things that you can kind of pinpoint at, but in a more cohesive way of saying overall the customer's expectation was X, but it was not delivered only because the agent in the East answered the call. Yeah, and that, that's enormous. I mean, if you think about the weight, of what we're talking about. And and you think about a lot of these scenarios, the only way to judge it is, does the customer come back? Does the customer leave their relationship with the brand? We start to dig a little bit deeper. We start to understand that there are some basic fundamental divides that can be bridged. And I think the way you said it was really, really helpful. Understanding how to begin to counteract those negative variables one at a time, and then generally to create a depth of cultural awareness in the agent pool for them to understand what the expectations are from their customers. And that's a lot of work. 
right? <laughs> and leading an organization to begin that process of, of creating a, a better cultural, cross-cultural awareness, it seems like that should be a specialized role. We should have like some initials to put at the end of people's names for, for doing this, right? Because of, of, of how important and how specialized it is, right? Mm. Yeah, and, and I think that's what CX falls in really well, right? You're able to facilitate those kind of conversations in a very healthy and positive manner. The tone of voice and everything that you're trying to accommodate there plays a huge role. I mean, I would just argue, and then I want to ask you a follow-up question, that you know, the fear of other, someone who is not like us or a culture is not like us or whatever, is something that, you know, it's a reality in the world. It's sometimes a reality in each of us. The, it's, it's at its core, it's a fear of the unknown and something that you don't understand, right? And so, and so to break down these kinds of difficulties by creating the common ground to say, hey, we both are trying to figure out what it's yeah. like to not be ourselves, to understand someone else's perspective that brings different assumptions to the table, right? And so even just saying that out loud, let's acknowledge that. Let's make it safe to have this kind of conversation at an organizational level, I think is a really great start to begin to break these things down. And then I was going to yeah. ask you, what are some other ways that organizations can really begin after you've kind of teed up the conversation we and we've done a pretty good job of that i think you know in our time has flown by it's already been 23 minutes what in the world but what are some key things that organizations can do beyond just creating that general awareness to begin to break down this problem there's so many things that they can do, but I just want to be mindful of the time we have and also just break it down as key takeaways that everyone can take out of this call today. So I'll come down to three or four things. The first one being understanding the perspectives of the of the frontline workers, you know, giving that extra importance to the disconnect that is caused because of the East and the West. Unfortunately, I think that's the biggest problem. They do not focus on that aspect. It's almost neglected like it doesn't exist. It's just the same. So that I think plays a huge role. If you were to start off by assessing, these are the matrix reports of East and these are the matrix reports of West and compare and contrast on like where there is difference. That's a great way for anyone to start off with. Second, I would say, you know, review policies in place, listen to them, Take a visit, go down on the site, make a trip out in the east. You know, we have so much to explore there and answer a few calls for yourself and see how different it is. You know, almost doing that, putting yourself really in the shoe of the other person and being there. That I think will definitely help bring in more alignment and identify these gaps and bridge them up. The second thing I think would focus upon the constant circle of like understanding and iteration. No one's perfect, right? So if you feel like you've identified three or four pain points and there are quick fixes, just get those done. Don't wait to make sure that it's progress over perfection. You know, just constantly keep iterating and improving and see, oh, in this three months time, we're going to imply this. And does this work? Does this not work? If it doesn't work, fine, great. Let's move next. What worked in the past? And then continue pursuing that. So being able to identify and play around with both sides. Sometimes what happens is the West might not understand the East either. And when you're tapping into the East, for example, and you get these new set of customers, but you're, you're some other brand or product or logistics possibilities in the, is in the West, 
the East customers are going to get affected. So you want to be able to standardize those kind of experiences across both sides of the world. The third thing I would say, I think, is cultural training. So understanding, you know, the customer culture, the experience they would like to have, spending a lot of time researching on them, identifying what brings in that wow factor for the person in the East versus the West. You know, I think when it comes down to people in the East, they love a few freebie stuff. Um, you know, so what kind of promotions work for them versus, you know, maybe in the West, they are more about like, hey, 10% cash back or I'll get a voucher from, you know, 7-Eleven or any other place or Target. So what works for the East and the West? And then you kind of navigate those things across. And if your customer's upset, see what works for them too. So that would really help. So training, cultural training, I think is extremely important. And lastly, having a standardized marketing but yet adapting it in different arenas. So for example, you're using the same words, but the way of you know having the image of the person in the West when you're actually doing something in the East doesn't make sense because that wouldn't resonate to it as an individual. So have the similar tone of voice across different silos in the organization. Only then will all of that holistically uh, make a difference to the customer, even at a call center level. Because a call center is now your face of the voice that the organization is trying to put forward. Wow. <laughs> there was a lot there. So I'm really glad, as always, we're recording this time. And there's a lot of very actionable wisdom in the four main things that you shared there. You know, a couple of just comments before we close out our time. You know, almost every episode that we've had, almost every show that we've had, one of the key takeaways is that. CX leaders need to get closer to the front line. And it is one of the most common, most actionable, almost obvious to the point of being painful, sort of actionable things, right? If CX leaders are not having good metrics, but they're not experiencing what the agent is experiencing, they're not being physically and otherwise present in the work of the frontline agent, then they're going to have a very difficult time solving those business problems that they're experiencing. And that that doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It seems like almost any of the issues that we've tackled, that's the case. And most of the positive stories that we've been able to highlight, because we always want to talk about the positive stories as well. And there are so many examples that we could pull out, maybe our follow-up to the East West CX conversation will be centered around a success story, you know, an organization that has done really well at this, but in almost every case, when CX issues are improved and when CX organizations are providing stellar experiences for the customers, there is an executive or 10 or 20 that are embedded with the frontline involved, right? And they're having regular engagement. The other thing that I, that I wanted to say, I mean, you basically gave, one kernel of advice that could be applied to all of business and all of life. And that is, you know, improvement over perfection, you know, rather than waiting until everything can, that can be perfect before you do anything, take small tangible steps, you know, integrate what you do know and what you know you can integrate and implement well and see, you know, improvement over time. And I think all of these issues that we've talked about, especially because they can be very sensitive and because they can be difficult to get your head around, would benefit from that sort of steady as you go, iterative, you know, don't wait till it's all, you know, figured out. And then, cause A, it'll never be figured out. And B, 
you know, those big giant announcements of massive change are very difficult to see good results from, and people have a hard time with them, internal and external stakeholders, right? So that was just a golden nugget of wisdom there that I wanted to highlight. And, you know, this time I think has borne a lot of conversations out of it that we could have. And, and I certainly hope we'll be able to have more conversations by Shali. And uh, I thank you very much for being with us and for adding your knowledge and experience and your perspective to our chat today. Thank you so much. It was a delight to be able to have this conversation with you. And, you know, I think it's it's amazing to actually be a bridge builder between the East and the West. So I'm more than happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad everyone else enjoyed our conversation too. Absolutely. Well, everyone go and make a difference on your Tuesday and we'll be back here next week. Bye guys. Listen to a recording of this and other episodes. Visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX Live.